Hey guys, welcome to the Becoming the True You podcast. My name is Emmy Stansberry and I am on a mission to help you create peace in your life so you can more fully focus on and be unafraid in living as your true self. This is a place where we don't worry about the haters. This is not their journey, it is yours. So let's get started. Happy day, friends. Happy day. Whatever day it is for you, because I honestly don't know what day you're listening to this on. I mean, it could be Sunday, it could be Halloween, or it could be National Pancake Day. Oh, those sound good right now. But whatever day it is for you, right now, I'm wishing you a happy one. I hope you are having a happy day. So lately, I've been thinking a lot about food. (laughs) I honestly often think about food. It's kind of a necessity that you need every day, right? I love food. I'm, I'm a fan of all of it. You know, taste, texture, creamy, crunchy, savory, sweet. I just, it's all so good. There's, there are a few things that I don't like. I cannot get past the smell of beets to make myself try them again. And although I love the flavor of shrimp, I ugh, I cannot get past the rubbery feeling that they have when I'm chewing on them. I truly believe that food plays such an important role in our lives. I mean, obviously it keeps us alive. I'm But not only is it a way or a resource for us to be able to fuel our bodies, but I also believe that food is something that is meant to be enjoyed for the longest time in my life. I have had a turbulent relationship with food. For as long as I can remember, I've kind of been a binger. I never did purge or throw up all that I had eaten, but I would just overeat and I would sneak food. And so often I would feel so compelled to like finish everything on my plate, even though I was full, to grab a few more desserts, even though I could hardly finish another bite. The first occurrence I can remember of this happening was when I was in second grade. My mom had bought a bag of Reese's peanut butter cups for a party or, I don't know, it was some sort of occasion. The party was canceled for, I don't know, some reason or another, and so I decided to just have a few. I opened the bag and I had a few, and then I went and I... I don't know, did whatever second grader does. I went and played. (laughs) But I thought about them again. And I went back and I had some more. And this continued on for the rest of the day. And by the end of the day, every single peanut butter cup was gone. And I felt terrible. I felt so guilty that not only had I eaten an entire bag of candy by myself in one day, 
but I also hadn't left any to share with my family. And that made me feel even worse. And guys, this is how it's been since then. This is, this is the only way I can remember being. This is often why I don't buy our family bags of candy or something like that. Because I don't trust myself not to eat the entire bag in one day. Because that's how it's always been. Oh, so often I've heard, you know, the professionals and people say, you can still have sugar. It's all in moderation. Just have a few pieces of candy or a small slice of cheesecake every once in a while. Oh man, the thing is, I have never understood how to actually do this. And the fear of losing control often just keeps me too afraid to buy anything unhealthy. Because I know that once it comes into my house, my sugar-deprived mind is going to want to eat everything in sight. It's so difficult for me to admit this problem to you guys, I'll be honest, simply because I have the age-old fears that you're going to judge me, that you are going to view me as the fat girl I've always felt I've been who doesn't know how to practice self-discipline, that you're going to condemn me for allowing myself to let something like food not even a living thing get the best of me and that you're going to think that what I have to say on all of this isn't of value but man you guys I know that I am not the only one who has had a less than ideal relationship with food no matter how how high up or how low you are on the spectrum we've I feel like we've all struggled with it. And I know that there's people out there struggling with their body shape and what they should and shouldn't eat and all of that. And dang it, I'm going to (laughs) share because I know that someone else out there needs to hear this too, if for no other reason than to realize that they're not alone. And so for about 20 years, I've been dealing with this. this need and this compulsion when it comes to food, as well as the guilt and the shame from when it felt like I couldn't control my desires or my impulses. For the past year or so, I've actually wondered and suspected if I've had some form of eating disorder all these years. And when I Googled definitions and, you know, behaviors of different eating disorders, I found so many different results, but the one that resonated with me the most was on activebeat.com. And I can see if I can post the link the article, link to the article in the show notes. It said, an eating disorder is defined as any abnormal eating that is detrimental to the body. Any abnormal eating that is detrimental to the body I know it wasn't good for my body to keep stuffing it with Oreos, to keep feeding myself food that I wasn't even sure that I wanted. Like, I just knew that I needed to feed it. And when I read this definition and and did even more research on binge eating, it was kind of like a light at the end of the tunnel to discover that maybe my horrible relationship with food wasn't just who I was, 
but that it was something that was a little more out of my control that I understood and hopefully something that I could turn around and make better. And let me be clear, this is not at all saying that I wanted an eating disorder or wanted to be diagnosed with one, but when you don't understand what's going on with your body or within your mind or with your emotions, it's kind of relieving to finally figure something out that can be helpful on your road to recovery. It has taken a lot, a lot of self-reflection to figure things out for myself of how I tick and why. Listening to the things my thoughts are telling me and also learning to listen to my body, to listen to what it is actually wanting and craving in my life. This is why a few months ago, I decided to apply intuitive eating into my life. And I I never really Googled it and I never really looked it up. I just... I just tried to live more intuitively. I tried to to be more mindful about what I was doing. So where there are many different ways to approach intuitive eating, this is intuitive eating according to me. This is what I did to start my journey to healing my relationship with eating and with food. The first thing I did, I didn't change any of my eating habits. But I started to pay attention to when I would eat, to why I was eating, to what I wanted to eat and why I would crave it at a certain time. I started to pay attention to how the foods I ate actually made me feel. I noticed that I felt bloated and almost sick when I ate something like a donut where I would feel lean and more energized when I ate something like a healthy salad full of protein and healthy fats. I also started paying attention to the times of day that I felt more energized and willing to exercise versus the times that I felt tired and unwilling to get up off the couch, as well as paying attention to the times of the day where it was harder to push off those cravings, where it was where it was easier to me for me to give in to the sugar or things like that because it's different for me uh, the different times of day. I tried meditating and focusing on my body, on my breath coming in and out and just allowing myself to focus and love my body for a few moments, even if that was more difficult for my for me throughout the day, just taking like five minutes to practice some body love was so awesome. <laughs> I also paid attention to my body throughout the month, especially as women, our bodies go through so many cycles and changes in even a month span. After a few months, I started to realize that I actually get bloated and physically a little fatter a few days before I start my period. I would be going in my fitness journey and, you know, once a month I would just get so down on myself and my husband actually had to point this out to me 
because I would sit there and go, I've been doing so well and I don't understand why, why, you know, I'm looking the way I do. I've been doing so well. And he, and he had to say to me, um, you literally do this once a month. Can you guess why you feel this way only once a month? You become bloated around your period. (laughs) Bless his heart. Um, but I realized that, yeah, he was right. I need to take a chill pill around my bloated time of the month. It's really, it's not fair to me to beat myself up in regards to a natural cycle that my body goes through every single month. I also noticed that, again, a few days before my period starts, I crave unhealthy food like a hungry lioness craves an entire herd of antelope. I crave chocolate, the sweets, the fast food, just all of it. And it was so nice to kind of pinpoint when I was feeling that. Paying attention to my body and my habits brought in so much self-awareness. And I felt completely ready to make some changes. So the second thing I started doing was I started focusing on nutrition I was introduced to the importance of supplementation in our current, especially American diets, and I started taking nature-based supplements to fill in the holes that I know even eating healthy couldn't cover. I also started to listen to my body. At the first sign of me starting to feel hungry, I would stop and almost, it was like kind of a mini mini meditation for a few seconds to listen and to feel what it was that my body wanted. And honestly, I was surprised to discover that so often what my body wanted was water. It was mind-boggling to me. I I'd go and I I'd, I'd have some water and It was just so, it was what my body needed. And when I wanted food, I would stop and I would listen again. And guys, it was crazy because let's be honest, maybe seven to eight times out of 10, what it really wanted was something healthy, a fruit smoothie or a healthy salad, a baked sweet potatoes. That's a favorite, a bowl of homemade oatmeal And as I listened to what my body actually wanted, I started to feel so much healthier than I had in a long time, including when I was trying different quotation marks, healthy diets and ways of cutting out food. They weren't what my body needed. Can I, can I also do a quick sidebar? (laughs) Our bodies are incredible miracles that have the exact tools to tell us what they're needing. This is why, in my opinion, diets don't work. Because all of our bodies use the nutrients that they receive differently. So my body is going to need and crave different things than Carla's body does. Someone with an iron deficiency is going to have different nutritional requirements than someone who is allergic to beef. And I'm not dissing diets. If that's your prerogative and that's what works for you, man, go for it. I bow down to you. 
but the majority of people need eating habits that are sustainable and long-term. And to me, following my body's promptings is much more sustainable than eating a diet bar or a cup of strawberries for dinner. It's just, it's just way better for me. Anyways, rant over. The third thing I did was when I was presented with a food that wasn't as healthy for me or I was feeling compelled to eat, I started to ask myself certain questions. And I didn't ask each one of these questions every single time, but they are good in helping to see and understand your body even better. Um... So these are the questions, and I'm going to explain each one of them a little more in detail. But the first question, why am I eating? Why am I eating right now? Am I actually even hungry? Am I depressed, sad, angry, and therefore I'm just emotional eating and using food as a coping mechanism? Am I using food to procrastinate or to put off something else that I don't want to do right now? This is me 100%. <laughs> am I bored and am I just wanting something to do? Why am I eating right now? Second question. Is this food going to bless my body? Or is this food going to fuel my body in the way that it needs? Because let's be honest... Anyone with a basic understanding of nutrition knows that the avocado is going to bless my body better than that delicious cream-filled donut. And so asking myself, is this going to bless my body, has come in so handy in deciding whether or not I even want to put something in my body. Because is it even going to bless it? Third question. Which dessert would I want more? This kind of sounds like a crazy person, but I'm going to give you an example of kind of an inner dialogue that I would have in regards to this question. So for example, a coworker brings in like a box of donuts. This is kind of the internal monologue I'd have. All right. I know that that donut that my blessed coworker brought into work looks delicious and so freaking enticing, but if I can be honest, it's not exactly my favorite dessert, and I know it's not going to fuel my body the way my body needs. But if I don't eat it now, I don't know the next time I'll be around something sweet where I can satisfy my next sugar craving. But I really don't even want the donut, to be honest. In fact, if I were to have my choice of dessert right now, man, I'd go out and get my favorite thick fudge and cookie dough milkshake. Yes, that, that is what I would want right now. And it would be way more worth the calories. So you know what? I think I'll pass on the donut now and save it for the dessert that I actually want later. I know that probably sounded super crazy to you guys, but man, it really helps me think things through before, because before it's like, I'd see a donut. Yes. My brain says, yes, I want that. I'm going to eat it now. But this is a process for me. It may not work for you and it might sound completely crazy, but this has helped me think things through and to figure out what is actually worth the calories of putting in my body. 
And let me say also though, that the thing about intuitive eating is that if that donut is like your ideal dessert and nothing sounds better right now than that donut right now, go and eat it. Because man, you are still blessing your body and really your soul. Sometimes you just gotta eat it. And you might as well eat something you are absolutely craving than doing what I often do, which is either A, eat a bunch of other food to help me forget about what I really want, or B, eat a bunch of food to help me forget about what I really want, and it doesn't work, and I eat it anyway, Meaning that I just ate 500 extra more calories trying to avoid making a bad choice. Guys, just eat the ding donut if that's what it is for you. Fourth question, where am I allowing my power to be? This one is very simple. Am I controlling what I put in my body? Am I the one making the decision or am I allowing that slice of cheesecake to say, you know what, you really do want this. You really, no, 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 no. You know, that internal dialogue that's really not serving you. Again, it's okay to allow yourself the privilege of eating something sweet without guilt or shame. Remember, food is something that we should enjoy, right? But just make sure that what you're putting in your body is your decision and not something that you feel compelled or pressure into eating especially when that pressure is coming from an unloving inner dialogue that you have. This could also apply if you're out with friends and, you know, everyone is having that slice of pie. If you don't want the pie, you don't have to eat the pie. Don't feel pressured into eating it or like at a family reunion and someone makes a comment that you don't have desserts on your plate. You know, your dreams and goals for yourself, as well as your relationship with your body, isn't nearly as important to your friends or family or whoever else as they are to you. If you really want the pie, if you really want the desserts, go ahead. But if you're really okay with not, just let it go. Don't try to, don't try to impress or make other people feel comfortable with your choices. They're your choices and you're happy with them. So keep your power within yourself and act according to what you and your body truly wants. The fourth thing, I keep going. I have come a long way from where I was even a year ago. But I still have to remind myself every single day that my body is a beautiful temple and that it deserves to be filled with good and nutritious things. In fact, two of my morning affirmations that I tell myself every single morning are these. I love my body. And as a result, I like to fill it with nutrition and things that will bless it. I am in control of my body. And no outside forces can determine what I eat or what I do. And I'm going to add the fifth thing that I've done. I actually didn't write this down because I have a few notes. (laughs) Otherwise, guys, do you really think I could get through this? Anyways, so I had a few notes and I only got to four. But I I thought of a fifth one as I was doing all this. And the fifth thing that I've done is I've gotten rid of good food and bad food. There is no 
good food and bad food. Yes, there is there's food that is obviously health, healthier for you and food that isn't as much that's not going to serve your body the way that a carrot would, but there is no good food and bad food. Because that just continues to foster that bad relationship with food. That just continues to show up and it it just doesn't serve you. It doesn't serve your mentality. It doesn't serve your emotions. So I got rid of the good food and bad food aspect. Yes, there are food that are better for me and I would really love to stick to those choices But sometimes I love the unhealthy food too, and that's okay. Intuitive eating is about loving food, about loving yourself, and being okay with whatever you put into your body. My body has become so important to me, and it most certainly didn't used to be that way, like, at all. But I've learned that listening to my body has been my greatest benefit and blessing, Trying to be more intuitive and self-aware has created a relationship with food that I don't think I have ever had. It's still a learning process. It's something that I have to work on every single day and something I plan on working on every single day until not only does it become a habit, but until it becomes ingrained into who I am as a person. I also want to clarify again that intuitive eating is not about shame or guilt when we make mistakes in our eating. It's about grace and learning from the moments that we struggle or eat something that isn't as healthy for us. It's using self-awareness to analyze why I ate that thing, how I'm feeling now, both physically and emotionally, and how I can learn from the experience and do better in the future. What we are trying to accomplish is true satisfaction with what you've eaten. True, you know, there's no need to eat or want anything more. You feel satisfied. You feel happy. There's no guilt. It's that good relationship with food. Because when you have a good and healing relationship with food, nearly everything you eat, be a salad, a bowl of oatmeal, a chocolate shake, whether it's healthy food or not as healthy food, should be enjoyed and appreciated. A good relationship with food isn't just being okay with eating the chips and the brownies, but it's also being at peace with the avocados and the protein shakes. It's about utilizing your knowledge of what you know to fuel your body with the things that it, that it needs. And what is also just good for your soul. I mean, man, I see you, Cheesecake Factory. I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> I want to invite you to take a look at how you are approaching food and exercise. How are you filling your body? How are you loving your body? And if you are going through very extreme body image, self-love, or even eating disorder issues, please talk to someone, perhaps even a therapist. Ask for help because you certainly are not the only one going through this, and you certainly don't need to go through this alone. If this episode resonated with you, I would love to hear from you. 
I'd love to hear your story. I'd love to hear that I'm not alone in these things. So send me a message through my Facebook page, Becoming the True You, or DM me on Instagram with my handle at Emily underscore Stansberry. That's E-M-I-L-E-E underscore S-T-A-N-S-B-U-R-Y. And you guys, my ending reminder is this. You already have everything you need inside of you to become the version of yourself that you want to be. And my goal with this podcast is to help you discover that person within yourself. Hey there, can we acknowledge you for just a quick second? You are amazing. Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you are loving what your mouth ears are eating up, go ahead and subscribe, leave a rating, and a review. That way, you can get notified when a new episode hits the scene, and I can get your awesome feedback. It's a win-win situation. Now get out there and kill it.